We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What's going on, Orlando Magic fans? Welcome to the Six Minute Show Post Game Live, presented by Rock'em. That's a W, baby. W in Salt Lake City for your Orlando Magic. What a thriller. Holy smokes, that was intense. That fourth quarter, that second half, wow, stressful. Space Coast Q, you are exactly right. That was stressful. Sheesh. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Six Minute Show Post Game Live. I'm producer Kevin. Glad you're here. Thanks for joining us. Another late night. The last late night, at least for a little bit, until, well, next Thursday when there's another late night. But we'll take it. Uh, guys, what a game. Uh, again, your Orlando Magic win 115-113 to 113 in Salt Lake City, which means they officially go 2-2 two and two on this West Coast road trip, which you will always take. That's a W. Big night tonight for a lot of guys, and I'm glad you're here to talk about it. Wow. Okay. Whew. First off, Sickman Show Postgame Live is presented by Rock'em. Rock'em is the world's largest sock store, and they are located in Central Florida, in Orlando, just literally 15 minutes from Amway Center. It's a great company. Jonathan, Luke, myself have been to their headquarters, got to hang out with the guys and gals over there. They're just great people. They put out great products. They're so creative, so innovative, uh, and we're beyond stoked to be partnering with them this season. Uh, again, it's a local company, which we always love, but also they make great stuff, and so we're really pumped to have them. But you can use code MAGIC20 to get 20% off at Rock'em.com all season long, whether it's buying Orlando Magic socks, like these awesome ones right here. If I can grab them, these guys, uh, these classic ones that are out for this season, whether it's Orlando Magic socks or uh, college, you know, UCF or FSU or NFL, NHL, you name it. Um, and then even non-sports stuff, you know, uh, Nickelodeon, Disney, Christmas right around the corner. They, they got Christmas stuff. So, again, use that code MAGIC20 at Rock'em.com to get 20% off your order. So, big shout-out to Rock'em for presenting the Six Man Show postgame live this season. Oh, I feel like i got to breathe. This game just finished, guys. If you're listening to this later or watching this the next day, this game just finished. I'm still stressed out. But first off, we always acknowledge our Super Chats right away. And Ty, Mr. TV says, hit the like button and play our song. <sighs> Orlando Magic. Oh, 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 oh. oh, man. What a game. What a game. Chat, what are we thinking here? Let's take a look at some of this. 30-point Paolo. You better believe it. Paolo's best game of the season by far. He was sensational. And man, we're going to talk about him a lot tonight for sure. 
I'm Jovi says P5 going to start his hot streak now. Oh, man, I hope so. Edward says, can we give Joe Ingles minutes to Anthony Black, please? Anthony Black was terrific tonight. We're going to talk about him as well. A fellow Kevin says we needed that W, and boy, did we ever. Uh, great anxiety. Crazy anxiety, though. Phew, yeah. Big anxiety for the game, but also the injuries. we got to talk about injuries as well, which is unfortunate. Yep, Sam says that Paolo with 30 points, 9 boards, 5 assists, 3 steals, 2 blocks. Sheesh, man. What a night for him. 30 piece. Oh, man. Mass says that's a broken hand for, for Wendell. I hope not. And Rich, you're right. Three injuries tonight. Let's talk about it really quick. Markel, originally announced to be in the starting lineup, less than an hour later, scratched for, uh, I believe it was left knee swelling. Then second quarter, Gary Harris gets injured and does not return in the second half. And then literally the last play of the game, well, sort of, before the free throws. Well, I guess the last, yeah, anyway, you know what I mean. Uh, Wendell hurts his hand. And I can't remember which teammate asks him. It was Jonathan Isaac. Jonathan Isaac asked him, and he you see him just shake his hand. Someone said they thought he they could lip read, and he said, I think I broke it or something like that. Obviously, it's too early to tell. But tough way to end that game. But but wow, this team. Yeah, this is this is exactly it. This is the team I'm proud of, even though they made me nervous at the end. Exactly. We tonight, Jonathan and I hosted a playback, which if you're not familiar with playback, it's a, essentially like a, a watch, a virtual watch party uh, site and app. It's great, by the way. We're going to do more of them this season. But the whole idea is, it's, we're all watching the game together and you're involved in the chat and everything. Jonathan and I did this, and we talked about this in the first half when the first quarter was miserable. Like, this team just lacked that, like, energy and that enthusiasm and that passion that we've seen basically ever since Jamal Mosley took over. Basically going all the way back to the Houston game. Even in the Portland game, we didn't feel like we had it. But something happened in that second quarter where that spark was back. And it was back for the third quarter and the fourth quarter. And it wasn't always pretty. This team made mistakes. This this team took bad shots. This team had uh, poor turnovers in the second half. But they did it with the energy and the resolve that we're used to seeing from this team. And that's that's what, uh, exactly like you said, that's what makes me proud. I know that's what makes all of you proud. We know this isn't, this isn't a top-class team yet. But what makes this team dangerous is when they fight. And man, did they fight tonight. In the third, the last three quarters, man. <laughs> Jay Esco says, Utah is the floppiest team. That is so true. That whole Lowry marketing thing uh, in the second quarter where he goes up. And, and trust me, I know that was a painful play. He landed square on his back. I'm sure that hurt. It's going to hurt, hurt worse tomorrow. But it was not a foul. And Will Hardy losing his mind, just looking like a looking like a clown. Uh, shout out to Brazil. Brazil in the house. Thank you so much for watching and tuning in. Thanks to the 155 of you that are here five minutes till midnight on the East Coast. You guys are crazy. What a win. What a win. What a win. Blake says, thank you, Paolo. Thank you, Paolo, indeed. Aaron says, P5 is back, baby. Zico says, love to the six-man show from Israel. Tuning in from Israel. That's a long way away from here. 30-point Paolo has a nice ring to it, Ty says. His post-game interview, he said, I do this. Ooh, love that. Love that. I love Paolo taking that last shot to take the lead. 
I love it as well, and that was a tough shot. I was I was concerned if you watched our playback, I was just scared because there was so much time left. It was like 14 seconds or something like that. I was just like, oh man, we just left them so much time. But I mean, you got a good shot. Good for Palo. <coughs> Excuse me, Palo at least. And it goes. Oh man. Let's see. Um uh a win in Utah only took a Wendell finger and hair is growing, yeah. Uh Palo's spicy like that. Jam hot chicken. You better believe it. Kobe says is A B better than Suggs? No shot, bro. No shot, man. AB was very good tonight. Aaron says, what a different vibe from the Clippers postgame show. <laughs> that is so true. We were down bad, y'all. That was like almost two hours later than this, guys. Remember that? It was like 1.30 in the morning, and we just got our doors beat off of us. Oh, man. Let's see. Uh, da, 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 da. I'm almost almost to your super chat. I'm still scrolling through. I'm just reading all this stuff. Uh, is the watch party going to be a regular thing? If you're talking about playback, what we just did, it's not a regular thing. Like we're not doing it for every game, but we are going to do it for select games throughout the season. Tonight was our first time doing it for the regular season. And obviously it's a little bit tougher to do a 9 p.m. game. Obviously the crowd wasn't quite, you know, huge or anything, but we'll do more of these um, as we go along. I think we're definitely going to do them for I think at least one of the in-season tournament road games, so that'll be fun. Uh, but yeah, good stuff, good stuff. Uh, let's see. Some of y'all... Oh, Ty, this is good. This is good. Some of y'all owe uh, a Paolo G. An Apollo G. Some of y'all own owe an Apollo G. Just saying. I think Ty's right. Now, all of us were con slightly concerned. Don't get me wrong. But the people out there that were ready to write him off. Just saying. Misha says, Papa John's time. That's right. Tomorrow you get your 50% off your Papa John's. When you order online, if you're in the Central Florida area, of course. Watching this with you on playback was nice because it carried me through the game. 4.30 a.m. in Germany. You are a maniac. But thank you so much for joining us. Thanks for tuning in all night long, and what a win. What a win. Uh, oh, Zach, this is so true. Love J.I. to close the game. How big was that? How big was that? I thought, you know, he hit that 12-minute mark, 12 minutes played mark, I should say, and they took him out halfway through the, the fourth quarter, whatever it was. I was like, there's no way he's going to put him back in. But this is the kind of growth we're talking about as far as the Jonathan Isaac minutes. It's not going to be a ton at a time. They've proved that. But man, being able to put him in for that that closing possession, defensive possession, was just so big. It was awesome. Shahan with the super chat. Man, appreciate this. I missed the entire game, but hype for the win. Go Magic. Well, Shahan, if you have the technology that allows you to do it, you should definitely go back and watch it because it was very fun. I don't know. If, I don't know if it, I wouldn't say it's the most fun game of the season. Obviously, the Houston game was fun, but it was a different kind of fun. That was a blowout type of fun. This was a gritty type of fun. Blake says I'm 42. My arteries can no longer handle Papa John's. <laughs> oh, Sam, this is such a good point, man. Great start to the season with such a weird schedule. Here's the deal, guys. We've talked about this early West Coast road trip ad nauseum. 
but it's done and you split it. You go two and two on a West Coast road trip. I don't care if it's the beginning of the season, the middle of the season, the end of the season. If you go two and two on a West Coast road trip, you will take that every day of the week. Go 500, you will take it. Just saying. That's such a huge W. Obviously, the elite teams, they look to win road trips. But where this team is, the growth that this team is looking to see this season, you will take 500 on a West Coast trip every day of the week. Oh, man. Okay. Let me give some of my thoughts on this game. Paolo ran the show that game as so fact. Sleepy. Oh, wow. Some of my thoughts. I didn't take a ton of notes on this one because we were doing our playback, but um, uh, that first quarter was rough, guys. Again, second game in a row where the first quarter was miserable. The only reason you're in this game after the first quarter was the free throws. I think we made 10 free throws in the first quarter. Just doing this off the top of my head. But that kept you in the game because offensively you could not buy a bucket. But then something happened in that second quarter, guys. It changed not just the offense, it changed everything. Like I said, it was the attitude of this team completely changed starting the second quarter, and then it carried over into the third and the fourth. Oh, man, that was thrilling. I'm still mentally decompressing after everything we just saw. Everyone needs to calm. Sam says, everyone needs to, oh, I just lost it. Where'd it go? Come back, Sam. There we go. Okay, everyone needs to calm down about Anthony Black. It was one game, chill out. Yes and no, but it was the first game that he got meaningful minutes this season. And for him to go out there and not just be good offensively, I wouldn't say obviously he wasn't elite, but he he didn't miss. Now, obviously, all of his shots were at the rim, but he was smart. He was intelligent, cutting to the rim, and then defensively, he was very good. He was very good. And so, yes, we are freaking out. Yes, we are overreacting. That's kind of what we do as fans. But at the same time, it was warranted. 16 minutes tonight, 4-4 from the field, three rebounds, an assist, two steals, and one turnover. That's that's for your first meaningful NBA minutes, especially down the stretch in a tough place to play. It's pretty good. Luke. First off, shout out Luke, co-host of the Six Man Show, says, pretty insane that the second quarter is the only quarter we won. Wow, what a tidbit. How about that? You lose the first quarter by four, the third quarter by four, the fourth quarter by two, and you win the second quarter by 12. And that's the difference. Interesting. That's really interesting, yeah. yeah obviously, the Magic got, had some big runs in the third and the fourth quarter that got the lead to double digits. But the Jazz always closed each quarter really well. Kyle says, Crow was frustrated with the the, uh, the refs. That's true. We know what that's like. Blake says, Utah Arena is loud, by the way. I have not been. It is literally on my NBA bucket list. Ask Jonathan and Luke. I beg them every year that we can go as our road game. But that is what everyone I have known that has been to the Delta Center has said that. It is loud. Because it is old school. It's like 32, 33 years old. And all those arenas, just like the old Orlando arena, were built very similarly. Two decks, seats right on top of the other, very loud. Oh, uh, man. Another super chat. Meh says, <laughs> says, this is a super chat. It is your birthday. Thank you, Matt. Appreciate that a lot. Uh, Andy says, AB showed great defense, didn't make dumb plays, and played, played. I think you're trying to say, within the offense. Absolutely. Absolutely. 
I do want to talk about, I'm jumping all over the place here tonight, guys. I'm still like wrapping my head around this. How ridiculous was it, by the way, that Anthony Black gets called for a, probably a bad call for a foul, comes back down the other end, gets a dunk, which was thrilling, says one line to the ref and gets a T. The next possession, Jordan Clarkson, to in his opinion, gets a bad call and does not stop running his mouth to the official for an entire possession and yet does not get a tech. Clown stuff. Clown stuff, man. I don't know if you're trying to like send a message to a rookie, but it's trash. Anyway, that second quarter, man, just, just sensational. Yeah, Sam says it. That technical on AB was so dumb. So dumb. All right, uh, let's talk about down the stretch of this game, guys, because, man. You have, actually, I'm, I'm going to have to pull the play-by-play to just to make sure I don't mess up where we had these leads because we had multiple leads in the second half. I really, I'm just going to look at the fourth quarter because those are the ones that really mattered. You had a seven-point lead with 425 left. And you had a seven-point lead with 342 left. I think that was the last seven-point lead. No, that's not true. Sorry. 217 was the last seven-point lead. Holy smokes. Paolo finishes at the rim. Two minutes, 17 seconds left. You have a seven-point lead. Ugh. The fact that this became a game at the end should not have happened. I think they got a little bit of home cooking. But... The Magic also made some pretty bad mistakes. Um, I'm trying to see here. So Jordan Clarkson gets the two free throws to make it a five-point game. That's where the first turnover happens, the Paolo, Paolo turnover, where he's backing the guy down on the left mm, elbow, essentially, but gets gets almost to the paint, I think, and then turns it over. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm trying to remember this off the top of my head. Yeah, obviously, it's just careless. It's not like he tried to force anything, I don't believe, but it was just a little bit careless, which is the last thing you need there. And then, of course, Lowry Markin. <laughs> excuse me, Lowry Markin is always going to make that three to make it a, a two-point game. Then the next possession, Cole Anthony with that baseline jumper over the seven-footer, just very ill-advised. On the one hand, if anyone can make that shot, it might be Cole. I, I don't want to say that. Obviously, a guy like Franz or Paolo can hit it. But if anyone with his size, I should say, can make that. It's Cole. It's not that I don't believe in him. It's just I know he could have gotten a better shot. And so for that not to fall. And then, of course, once again, you just know Lowry Markin is going to make another three to, to take the lead. So Magic call timeout with 19 seconds left. And then the Powell play happens. It had First off, credit to the Magic, credit to Mosley for just giving the ball to Paolo. It was his night. You just had to give him the ball. Obviously, Monday night in L.A. against the Lakers, we questioned how the end of that game happened offensively. Jalen getting the nod um, for that first possession, then Franz getting the nod on the next possession, and both guys forced it. Just call it like it is. Both guys forced it. Uh, But Paolo here, what what a finish. What a finish for him. I mean, that was such a tough shot. But it was his night. 
His 90 goes in. Obviously, leaves 14 seconds on the, left on the clock, which is stressful. Uh, but then you get two stops. You get the stop on the Taylor Horton Tucker shot. Now, obviously, it was a pretty open three. Maybe a little bit lucky there. Obviously, Jalen did a great job closing it out. But you get a little bit, little bit of fortune there. Wendell gets the rebound. That's where he gets hurt, unfortunately. Um, <laughs> then, then the whole substitution thing happened. I obviously I haven't been able to watch the post game press conference yet. It's probably going on right as right now as we speak. But the fact that Anthony Black comes into the game is just the most confusing thing I've seen in a, a while, and that's saying something. If you're unfamiliar with the rule, if a player is fouled and gets hurt to the point where they cannot continue in the game, the opposing team coach can pick from any one of the other players that are on the court, pick from pick from that the other four to, to take those free throws. Somehow, some way, in the mix-up with Wendell getting hurt, Anthony Black comes into the game. Now, was Anthony Black already coming into the game before Wendell got hurt? Or did the coaching staff decide to put Anthony Black in the game for Wendell, not considering the fact that the Jazz could pick any player from the five that are on the court now? And of course, they're going to pick the rookie who is the worst free throw shooter of the five. Nikolai has an has a interesting take on this. I think Mosley was trying to instill confidence in A.B. Maybe that's true. If that is true, I don't want to put a game on the line for that. We can put confidence in him in other ways. I hear what you're saying, and you very well could be right. That might have been Mosley's intent. But if that is, I don't agree with Mosley there. Um, A.B. is him. Stop sleeping. I'm not sleeping on him. I just got here done here defending him. He was great tonight. He shouldn't have been the guy taking those free throws, though. I don't care who it is. A rookie who hasn't taken meaningful free throws in his entire NBA career, and he's got to go to the Delta Center in front of a bunch of fans that want chicken? No. No. Oh, man. But either way, he knocks down one of two to make it a two-point game, and then obviously you just need one more stop. J.I. comes into the game, and they get the stop. They don't even get a shot up, by the way which was terrific. So, wow, what a thrilling finish. And the fact that there's 170 of you here right now at 12, 10 a.m., you guys are amazing. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed.
it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. As we do, let's take a look at the box score. Sweet. We did that right. Here we go. I'm going to look at the other starters first before we talk about Paolo. Save the best for last. Franz. <coughs> 38 minutes. Holy smokes. That's the most of the season for sure. Wow. 38 minutes for Franz. But once again, by his standards, that is an inefficient Franz Wagner shooting night. And I could tell you it was inefficient without even looking at the box score because he forced a lot of shots again tonight. He's been doing it. Again, this is game five of the... Is this game five? This is game five of the season, yeah. This has been a trend for him almost every game now. Forcing shots. He still looks good. Obviously, some of those shots... The shots that are going are like his shots, like those floaters in the lane. Oh, my goodness. They're money every time. His ability to finish at the rim, by and large, very good. Some of the jumpers that he's forcing, though, not great. Now, the flip side of this is a lot of us have been pushing for Franz to be more assertive in his game. And so <laughs> there's a balancing act, right? We want to be more assertive, but we don't want him to force stuff. I don't know where the, the line is there, but he needs to find it. Um, but, but, but however, still a good night for Franz finishes with two of five from three. You'll take that. That's 40%. Of course, four boards, five assists, four steals, 21 points plus eight. Again, it's a good Franz night. Just want to be a little more efficient. Wendell best game of the season by far. It's only 14 points. Yes. But that second quarter, that third quarter, he couldn't miss, man. He started three of four, I think, from three and then missed the next two. But he also started better than this. I want to say it was like five of eight or something. Maybe not five of eight. Four of seven or something like that. But 14 points, 10 rebounds for him, a block, two assists. Easily the best Wendell night. And not just statistically, but like he looked, from that second quarter on, looked like Wendell, which you love to see. Gary Harris obviously only playing 14 minutes scoreless 0 of 2 from 3 went out with that growing injury um, we'll see if he's out uh, going into Saturday and then Jalen tonight Jalen we, we were curious going to this game with Markel out would he be kind of the lead guard and it was really more Franz but Jalen was the lead guard on some possessions only 6 points for him tonight 1 of 7 from the field didn't take a 3 but did go 4 of 4 from the free throw line I don't think Jalen's missed a free throw this season which is great Four boards, three assists, four steals in 21 minutes, man. And just countless other hustle plays. Steven said it. Wendell looked like himself tonight. And Michael said it. The freaks come out at night. Mess as F the heat. Just saying. Just saying. Didalo says, oh, I lost it. Come back. Uh, just woke. EU and saw that we got the win. Shout out to Kevin and all the freaks in here. Let's go. Let's go. Let's look at the second unit here. Oh, wait, no, sorry. I saved Paolo for the last. Actually, no, we're going to do the second unit. I'm going to come back to Paolo. <laughs> Just because I like to tease. Okay, uh, J.I., three points. Had a 
Wait, what was his? I'm trying to remember what his what his field goal was. I don't remember what it was. Uh, maybe you guys can refresh my memory in the chat. I really don't remember what that field goal was. He, obviously, he missed all three terribly. He airballed three threes tonight. Three boards, an assist, a steal, three blocks in 12 minutes. That's insane. First off, i got to interrupt this. Blake Bickerstaff says, Kevin the Freaks. Is that the new name of the show? At least the late night shows. Kevin the Freaks. Let's go. Love that. Uh, but yeah, J.I., three blocks, 12 minutes. You love to see it. Mo Wagner came in, thought he was solid, played played better defense tonight than some of the other stretches that he's played this season. I thought he was pretty good defensively, which is not always the case. So shout out to him. And that's not even just, I'm not even talking about blocks. Blocks doesn't mean good defense, as we know with Bull Bull. But he also had two blocks, which you love. Cole, look at this stat line from Cole freaking Anthony. Seven boards, seven assists, two steals, 18 points, an efficient 5 of 10 and 2 of 4 from 3. And timely buckets for Cole tonight, by and large. Both of his threes came in really important moments for this team when they really needed a bucket. Big shout out to Cole. I saw a couple of you say it earlier in the chat. Cole, I was skeptical coming into the season, not because I didn't think Cole was going to be good, but because I didn't think Cole would get the recognition that he might deserve for an award, like a six-man-of-the-year award. I'm not going to say he's in the conversation yet, but if he keeps this up, he might be. He might be. Great night for Cole. Joe Ingles gets his first three of the season. Four points, two boards, an assist. I'm not going to beat the dead horse about Joe Ingles. I talked about it a lot on on uh, Tuesday night. Mm, kind of is what it is. And, and I'll also add, Jonathan and Luke talked a lot about Joe Ingles with some really good stuff on what is now yesterday's episode of the Six Man Show. So definitely, if you haven't listened to that, watch that yet. Today, Friday, go watch that. A lot of that stuff is still very relevant um, to the state of the magic right now. So definitely go back and watch that. And then Anthony Black. I thought he was sensational. He was so good. He was everything you expect from Anthony Black, especially considering this was his first crunch time game, first meaningful minutes. So, so good. Meh says, no joke, we should all go to the Heat game in Miami. Let's take that arena over. Magic Fan Revenge Tour. <sighs> should I do this? All I'm going to say, guys, oh, I might get in trouble. Mm. Just, I, I won't, I'll just say, keep that thought in mind. And maybe, maybe block out January 12th on your calendar. That's all I'm going to say. I'm just going to leave it there. It's a little spoiler for you maniacs here after midnight. I'm just going to say circle January 12th on your calendar. Clear it out if you're in Central Florida. I'll leave it at that. I might get in trouble for saying that, but here. You guys are crazy, so you deserve it. I can't make any promises. I'm just saying circle that. Uh, and then obviously the last person on the box where we got to talk about. Paolo Freaking Bancaro. Wow, what a night. This is the This is the night. This is the stuff that we saw. Time and time again last season. It's been missing through the first four games, but we got it tonight. Paolo was him. Him is back. Himothy Bancaro is back. He was sensational. Sure, James, I will absolutely give you a shout out. After a magic win, 100%. Shout out to James. Paolo, 30 points. Nine boards, five assists, three steals, two blocks. 
He took eleven, or excuse me, took fifteen three throws, made eleven of them, nine of thirteen from the field, one of two from the three point line. The only thing is, if you could nitpick, it's the six turnovers, and he probably could have made one or two more free throws. But wow, he was not just great in the second quarter and on. But the fourth quarter, obviously getting the game winner, what ended up being the game winner with 14 seconds left. Man, he is just special. That is a special talent. And we've been saying, guys, all it's going to take is one game and all the worries and the concerns and the fears about Paolo are going to evaporate. And I guarantee you, if you watch this game tonight, that's exactly what happened for you. That's what happened. Guaranteed. You saw like, oh, yeah, that's right. He's him. He was so good. He was so good. Oh, man. Let's look at the team stats really fast. Both teams shoot 46% from the field. Both teams basically identical from three. The Magic shoot 10 more free throws, which I think was totally fair. Magic were more aggressive getting to the rim, which is you expect you expected to be better than that. I should say better than the Jazz at that. Jazz, not necessarily a team that gets to the rim a lot. A lot of perimeter guys like to shoot jumpers. You are out-rebounded, which doesn't surprise me. Jazz are one of the best rebounding teams. And the, honestly, the fact that you only lost the rebounding battle by five, considering the Jazz and how good they are at rebounding, I'll take it. Even assists, 16 steals to nine, so you win the steals. You somehow win the blocks battle. How do we do that? Because freaking... uh. Walker Kessler Jr. had five blocks at the half. I don't know if he had another one. He didn't. He had five blocks at the half and did not get another one in the second half. That's pretty cool. Points in the paint even. Wow, this was a really even game. 25 to 27 fouls and the lead changes were, or the lead, biggest leads were pretty close. Wow. I didn't realize how tight statistically that game was. And obviously that adds up uh, when you see how the game ended. Oh, man. Michael says, where does that put his average? Are you talking about Paolo? I don't know if you're talking about Paolo. We can look at that. I don't know how quickly ESPN updates. Uh, That can't be right. 12 and a half points, is it? Surely not. 12 and a half points, four games. Okay, so that doesn't include it yet. So it's not here on ESPN. I'm not going to really go digging on other sites uh, just yet. But uh, yeah, that's the box score. Oh, man. Uh, Dizzy is asking, uh, I don't know if you're, if you're talking to me, Dizzy, uh, I appreciate the question. My name's Kevin. Um, I know Brandon, Kevin, they're pretty much the same. Uh, but Franz shot, uh, two free throws. Only went to the line once. Went one of two. Oh, Luke, Sylvia from the top rope with a fantastic point says jazz beat writer can suck that Palo 30 point performance. You're better believe it. Luke. What Luke is referring to is last season, the the Jazz beat writer who uh, put Walker Kessler Jr. as uh, Rookie of the Year instead of Paolo Bancaro. So yeah, he can suck on that one for sure. For sure. James asked, any insight on Fultz? I know nothing. Have heard nothing. It was left knee soreness. I believe it was the left knee. Haven't heard a thing. Be very interesting going into Saturday's game, which we'll talk about in a second to see who's available. Last thing, actually, sorry, two things we're going to check as we do. 
Spurs now only lead seven to ten. Okay, wow. Looking at Eastern Conference scores like we're going to do every night on this show, Pistons and Raptors both lose. That's big. Because 76ers, you probably assume, even after the Harden deal, you're probably going to be in a different category than them, but the Raptors and potentially Pistons are going to be in that same category with you. And again, as we'll do on every episode of the Six Man Show Post Game Live, we will look at the standings of the Eastern Conference, and ooh-wee, we are back above 500, baby. Look at that. Three and two. And the fact that you have played four games on the road and you're still above 500 is incredible. That's good enough for four seed in the Eastern Conference. Wow, guys. That's amazing. Holding opponents to 104 points per game, which is now second best in the, the Eastern Conference behind the New York Knicks. But the difference is the New York Knicks are only scoring 103 points per game. <laughs> wow, this is beautiful, guys. Look at this, man. Look at that. That's amazing. So after all the doom and gloom from the L.A. back-to-back, here we are. 3-2, and two, above 500, coming home to play the Lakers on Saturday. Just love that. I want to talk about one more thing before we talk about Saturday's game and before we call it a night. And that is tomorrow tips off the NBA in-season tournament. Oh, boy. So we have official news. Is that official, official? Okay. Yep, it's official. Wendell Carter Jr. has suffered a fractured third metacarpal on his left hand tonight at Utah. The course of treatment will be determined after the team's return to Orlando. Okay, I'm not a doctor. I don't know um, what kind of timetable a third metacarpal fracture means, um, but that stinks. Obviously, that means he's going to be I shouldn't say obviously. If it was a broken finger, he might play Saturday, but if we're talking about... I, I don't know what that means. I'm not going to speculate. I assume that means he's certainly out for Saturday. But we'll see. But there you have it. Confirmed. Uh, it's a fractured hand. Uh, Jay Esco says, Google says six to eight weeks recovery. Obviously, Google, you know, not necessarily the most reliable source for something like this, a very specific injury to a specific player. But it's at least a frame of reference. It certainly means he won't be playing Saturday, as you would expect. All right, there's the news. Didalo says, get well soon, Dell. For now, let's go Goga and Mo. Yeah. Carlos says, Luke's profile looks like Clark Kent. That's true. It really does. Okay. Wow, sorry, that just derailed my train of thought. Unfortunate that that confirms the uh, the broken hand. That sucks. Okay, what I was going to say was, guys, tomorrow tips off the NBA in-season tournament. Obviously, the Magic are not playing tomorrow, uh, but there are plenty of interesting games, and the Magic's uh, East Group C does have one game, which is this game. The Nets and the Bulls tip off at 8 p.m. Eastern. That'll be a lot of fun to watch, especially considering uh, what that, that that game has implications for the Magic and our group. And so, obviously, I'm going to be definitely tuning into that. That'll be fun. But to close out the night tonight, uh, I definitely want to talk about Saturday. 
Before we do that, though, of course, if you're just joining us, this is the Six Man Show Post Game Live presented by Rockham. Rockham is the presenting sponsor of the Six Man Show Post Game Live because they are awesome. They are the world's largest sock store and they are located in Orlando. I'm not kidding, guys, when I say they are the best. Different companies, different groups have wanted to partner with the Six Man Show over the years. And this, especially this season, we've like cracked down. We're like, we're only partnering with the best. And we have done that. Between Jam Hot Chicken and Rock'em Socks, we wouldn't endorse these things if we didn't believe them and didn't back them. And they are local companies. And so I promise you when I say this, they are legit. They are the real deal. We wouldn't just say these things if we didn't meet them, didn't believe them. We back them 100%. They're a great company with great products. And again, you can use that code MAGIC20 to get 20% off at checkout at rock'em.com all season long. All right, last thing. <coughs> Let's talk about Saturday. Man, if we had just come out of this game with a W and there were no injuries or anything like that, I would be flying high for Saturday, even though the schedule is garbage. I've said it several times. I'll say it one last time. Maybe I'll say it Saturday if we lose. But the fact that we are coming off of a four-game West Coast road trip and we get less than 48 hours rest before we play another game at home is trash. It is disgusting. Meanwhile... The Los Angeles Lakers played last night. And so they got uh, 72 hours, less than that, just under 72 hours before their game in Orlando with us. It's garbage. It's just ridiculous. There should be a mandated rule that if you, after you have a, a West Coast trip, you get an extra day of rest. It's just trash. So with that off my chest, not having Wendell is going to be tough. We saw what Anthony Davis did on Monday with Wendell in the game. Torched us. Is this a game where Jonathan Isaac can play a little bit more? Would love to see that. Love to see that. Blake makes a great point really quick. Back to Rockham. Rockham is not is is made in Orlando. I, I know what you're trying to say. Rockham is made in Orlando, not in overseas, which is nice. That's facts. Jonathan, Luke, myself, we saw their facility. Like, it's Central Florida people making this stuff, okay? Thank you for pointing that out, Blake. Uh, yeah, it's going to be tough. Hopefully, Jonathan and I can play more minutes to, to body up AD. But it might just have to be that we just let AD feast. And we just try to lock down everybody else. It's a little, which is not too far removed from what we did, tried to do on Monday. But that's going to be a tough game, guys. It was going to be a tough game if we, were, if we were fully healthy. But we played them relatively well on Monday, excluding Anthony Davis. And you were a couple possessions away from winning. And that was on the road. Now, we, will, we have played two more games since then, including tonight was the third game of four nights. So physically, mentally, how tired are we going to be? We'll see. But that'll be an interesting game. I don't know what's going to happen, guys. Like I said, if we were fully healthy, I'd be flying high and saying, man, we're going to win on Saturday without Wendell. Maybe Markel, maybe Gary, who knows? That's a tall order. But it's definitely possible. If you are in Central Florida and you are able to go to the game, it'd be really helpful. Because, obviously, if you've been to a Los Angeles Lakers game before in Central Florida, you know the quote-unquote Lakers fans try to take over the arena. <clears throat> uh, and if we can have more Magic fans there, the better. Yeah. So, anyway, guys, I think it's going to do it for us tonight. 
what a night. What a win, man. This team needed this win. This fan base needed this win. We feel like the swagger and the intensity and the passion of the Orlando Magic is back. As we close out today, tonight, guys, I just want to thank you for tuning in all week, all these late nights. It was brutal. It was painful. But we made it, and I am pumped. The Magic goes 2-2 and two on the road trip. That's about all you can ask for. Magic are back in action Saturday night at home, a 7 p.m. tip-off. I can't wait against the Los Angeles Lakers. After the game, we'll be right here as you know it. Until then, though, let's go Magic. Magic.